The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory be to thee, Lord Christ. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own town to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to, him, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see that that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Please be seated. So, good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas. I know as today is Christmas Eve and people are finishing all those last few details, what they have to catch up before they get together with families and friends and to have a feast and celebration. For some, when we ask them what is Christmas, it is about decorations. It is about Christmas tree. Or it is about feasting, family, and friends. I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing that, but there is also a strong reason, a purpose, why we celebrate Christmas, especially the birth of Jesus Christ. 
I think last week I was driving up towards downtown and I saw the road sign saying, are you being a good driver? Because Santa is watching you. So, with so much of this uh, commercials and marketing, for some reason our focus has been shifted more than Jesus to Santa. You ask anybody, if you ask a kid, what do you want for Christmas? They would say, I want gifts. I expect from Santa, not even from their parents. That is how we have trained our children to think Santa and to visualize Santa and just to expect from Santa. So for, for some reason or somehow, we, we lose the depth or the real meaning of Christmas, or rather the birth of Jesus coming into this world. Advent readings have given us a huge buildup of anticipation, expectation about waiting, about the hope and the promises. And today we wait for the coming of Jesus Christ into this world, and the question we need to ask is are we prepared? prepared not enough that we are ready for other worldly things, but are we prepared to receive Christ into our hearts? I really want to draw your attention to the Luke's gospel narrative of the shepherds. How did, Jesus, how did God, the Father, choose to announce the birth of his son? How did he choose? He chose royal royal way of inviting the shepherds to see Jesus. You see angels coming and telling to the shepherds, do not be afraid. Today a savior, a messiah, is born in the city of David. And immediately you see the multitude of hosts like angels singing glory to God in the highest on heaven, peace on earth, and on whom he, he favors. It's clearly a royal invitation, like angels coming and singing and telling it to the shepherds. How, how did he announce this? I was just wondering what kind of invitation, like when royal people, like the angels coming and singing just to a shepherds. It should be other way to the rich, to the haughty, to the powerful people, but rather the invitation is going to the shepherds. I think it's only... Shepherds are only people who are actually given this kind of invitation to go and see Jesus. God chose to break and come into humanity through the margins, into the routineness of the people, into their lives. How did, how did he announce the birth of his son? Is like this, he wanted to break through. He just wanted to enter into the common, ordinary people's lives, and he wanted to announce the coming of his son into this world. Why did he choose shepherds? Should be our next question. How did he announce? He announced to the angels, like from heaven, the grace has been initiated to the humanity. So from how we move to with whom, like to whom he announced, like if he asked that question, why did he announce it to the shepherds? Because shepherds are living in the margins of the society. They have no say in the society. Even their testimony is not taken, it is not valid. They're living in fear. They have no proper livelihood. 
They're just like filthy people, dirty, like outcast in the society. So God choose, chose to come into the lives of such people because they do not know what tomorrow is going to be because their lives are so vulnerable, so expendable. So God chose such people to announce the birth of his son, Jesus Christ, because they need some hope. They need some comfort. They're living in terror. They're terrified by the power of the empire. It says like Rama Paksa, it is the peace of Rome is only for 7% and 93% people still are living in drudgery, living in like uh, in below the margins. So God chose the shepherds to tell them that the Savior is born, go and see, because this, the, the Messiah, as I said last week, it's not a political Messiah we're expecting here, but a Messiah who's going to comfort, who are going to listen to them, who's going to relieve them of the pain or suffering, whatever they're going through. So how we announced and why he chose the shepherds is we have just reflected. And from this, we can move on to what has happened to the shepherds. Because it says the glory shone in the night. It was just a terrifying glory. That's what we see. It's just terrifying glory. They won't even know like it is like some miracle or a magic. But from there, we move with the shepherds to Bethlehem. They go to Bethlehem to see Jesus, the baby Jesus, wrapped band in bands of cloth. It says they, they went in haste. They did not wait. They did not ponder. They just went in haste. Just imagine if you would ask somebody who's just like very poor guy, just leave everything and come. There is something happening. Do you think they would just leave and come? Because it is their livelihood. They're just like shepherding there. They're just watching the flock. They cannot leave and come, but still they hurried and they just hurried in haste. They went to see Jesus. Sometimes the curiosity is lost in us. We don't hold that wonder anymore. If we, we sit here as families with your kids, when I see my son, he may be 18 years old, but still, I can still remember the baby face when he was small like a baby, when he was a toddler. The wonder you enjoy when you see your children grow. Even if they're 50 years old also, that image will never like, erase from your mind. That is what is needed when we celebrate Christmas, the wonder of your God. The wonder of this God should never be lost, the curiosity. It should be intrinsic in our lives, which means it should be so natural. It should be so genuine. It's not like utilitarian meaning, you know, which means like um, everything like, no, you, you need to see an effect. You need to see it happening. You need some proof. But this God doesn't operate and function like that. If you're thinking that if, you're, you, if you need to see proof and then you want to decide if you want to follow or believe Jesus, then it is not going to happen. It's just the wonder and the curiosity 
keeps going, it will shape you in many different faithful ways that eventually you will end up as a genuine person still holding that wonder in your hearts rather than a hypocritical person. Christmas shouldn't become a monotonous thing, right? Year after year, you come, you celebrate, you finish. No, that wonder, that curiosity, that awe that God himself incarnated came into this world to save you and me. One evening on this Christmas Eve, our family was having a dinner. They, last year, they lost one of their sons. So there was a quiet moment at the dinner table. They were not really uh, cheerful. So one of their sons said, uh, today is first um, Christmas for Howard in heaven. So quickly, their daughter said, for him, every day is Christmas in heaven. So we, would, we may be sitting here missing our beloved ones who are not with us. But every day is Christmas for them there. What about us? What about us? And last week readings, we had Emmanuel, God with us. Even for us, every day is Christmas. If you really know and understand who this God is. Bethlehem can be found in everybody's face here, a lonely person elderly person, a sick person, a forgotten poor, downtrodden person. If you're reaching out to those people, if you see them, if you're seeking them, it is like you're going to Bethlehem to see Jesus, the face of Jesus. So never lose, as I said, the wonder in your hearts of this Christmas as we continue these days, today and tomorrow, to understand who this God is really and why did he come into this world and for what purpose. Coming from India, when I was in sixth grade, India is multi-religious and multilinguistic and multicultural context. So if I sit in a class, if there are 30 students, I think only I will be the Christian, the rest will be Hindus or Muslims. So Christians are really a minority there. So in my sixth grade, my teacher asked me, he was just teaching about other religions, about our incarnation stuff, and he asked me, Sujana, can you tell me if Mary was pregnant before marriage or after marriage? At sixth grade. And my, the cultural context, the construct in me, immediately popped up to say it is after marriage. So he said, he's a Hindu guy, he said, know your religion. That's what he said, know your religion. I went, I read, and I never thought I would end up as a pastor just by knowing the religion and about the God. But still, if you are celebrating Christmas, you have to know your God, who this God is. Why did he come to earth? Why did he break into our lives, into our ordinary lives? What is he trying to create? What is he trying to give us? If you know that wonder, and if you still hold that curiosity, and if you're still faithful to that uh, calling of this incarnation that 
indwelling presence of God in us, I think every day as they, our people are celebrating heaven, Christmas in heaven, we would also continue to celebrate Christmas on earth until eternity. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.